Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the the vlog, the podcast that you go to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where we come to as a community in order to be able to discuss more. This is where we hopefully will encourage you to be able to travel to different locations and enjoy life more. Now, you can always reach me on a variety of different um, social media venues, but of course, start with my website, which is at www.theprofessortravel.com. Um, you can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at The Professor Travel. I'm now available on TikTok at The Professor Travel. Uh, you can also find me, if you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there on at The underscore professor underscore travel if you're on um, twitter you can find me at the professor tr1 and if you're a blogger you can find me on blogspot at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com today my visiting professors are billy perry and sonia bowers say hi to everybody for us Hey! <laughs> now, I've had an opportunity to work with Billy before on one of our previous videos, a great culinary video on Italy, and this is my first time having Sonia on. So again, Sonia, welcome to our vlog and podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks awesome. Now, for the benefit of our students and for those who maybe didn't have a chance to see the previous, the previous uh, Italy video, um, maybe if the two of you can go over a little bit about yourselves, maybe a little bit about your educational background, and maybe a couple of places that you guys have traveled before. Okay. Well, educational background, um, I mean, I have a bachelor's in business, a master's in psychology, and a second master's in adult education. Uh, Sonia has a, a, a degree in interior design mm -hmm. and in, uh, gosh, what was that, human, oh my gosh, I forgot. Marketing. Marketing? Marketing. There you Human go. Services. Human services. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we definitely believe in, in education, uh, you know, and how it, uh, it helps us see the world, I think, a little, you know. And speaking of which, yeah. you guys have a critical thinking point of view. No, that's fantastic. And speaking of which, you guys have a wonderful um, YouTube channel. Uh, I want to touch base on that really quick before we even get started. It's called Weeby. Now you got to look for it because again, there's a lot of different little Weeby channels, but you're, you'll see like a blue background for the icon with Sonia's lovely face and in the cartoon format there. <laughs> Cartoon's so <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys do tra different travel uh, vlogs and, and different travel videos, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Sonia's a, a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm her assistant. Mm -hmm. She taught me the ropes and, and how to how to shoot. We do weddings and engagements and stuff like that, uh, you know, kind of on the side for, for, uh, for fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's when we got into uh, making these travel videos because we, we love traveling and we've been to about six, seven different countries together mm -hmm. since we uh, got engaged many years ago. And um, we decided to combine the two and, and see how it went. And it, it's turned out pretty cool, and we have a lot of fun making the videos. So you can always check those out on, on Weeby. Sounds great. Sonia, anything to add to that? Oh, you asked all the places we've been? Yeah. yeah places we've been? Um, I was born in the Bahamas, so mm -hmm. I've definitely been there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, we've been to, I've been to Spain, mm -hmm. Iceland, France, where else? Uh, New, Zealand, New Zealand, Australia. She's been to New Zealand, Australia twice. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand's once. beautiful. Japan. Japan's my favorite. Um, <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, Cancun. And we just got back from the Philippines, not the Philippines, from Thailand. Thailand. So, yeah. Thailand is one of my favorite. Thailand is a very special place in my heart. It's, it's one of those places. It's the only country I have currently been to in Asia. 
And it's such an, a warm and inviting country. We had nothing but the best experiences there. I want to talk to you about your experiences in just a second, but tell me, what made you guys decide to want to go to Thailand? The main reason was because we went to Italy last year and it was so expensive. So we wanted to, <laughs> the main reason I looked for places that were cheap. So we have um, like this extra getaway thing with RCI. Oh yeah. And we ended up finding a resort there for a week for $230. Now, for those who are not aware, for my students out there who are not aware, RCI is a um, group uh, that handles a lot of different timeshares and different types of travel that way. So uh, you can maybe uh, exchange your timeshare uh, in order to get uh, someone else's. So for example, I used to have a timeshare over at the Desert Springs Marriott in Southern California, and we would occasionally trade that out to do either Paris or Thailand, Bangkok, or Las Vegas, depending upon where we wanted to go. I assume you guys were under the same type of situation there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, similar. They actually have, we didn't use our points. Um, they actually have like this extra getaway thing where you can just. Oh, like a, like a, like a side thing. It, yeah, yeah. And so that's what we did. And it ended up that they ended up canceling on us at the last minute. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Talking like a week yeah, and a half like, before. Yeah, so, um, but luckily I found because Bangkok is so inexpensive, I was able to find another place like on, on booking.com that was just like maybe a hundred dollars more for the week. So oh, Sonia's no. got like skills when it comes to booking. <laughs> all, she does all planning, but she'll find the cheapest flight possible. She'll find the best resort to stay in at the lowest price, but she does a ton of research and work to get there. So for her to like, you know, with like a week before our plane takes off to be able to find another place and replan the vacation. Yeah. Pretty amazing. But that, that takes practice. <laughs> it takes a lot of practice. She's been at it for years. Yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing skill. Awesome. Real, real, we ended up staying well in a place that was more uh, in tune with the locals. So it was less touristy and more mm -hmm. local, uh, you know, people around there, which, yeah. which really it's called Ari. Out. Ari, yeah. Ari, okay. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the, beautiful, that's the beautiful thing I think about Thailand is even with some of those last minute things, you can get, because the, because the price over there is so beneficial to the U.S. dollar, mm -hmm. you can get some amazing deals over there right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as it was right now, I think it's, uh, you know, 32 cents of our dollar equals their bond. Mm -hmm. So is, you take a thousand, it was like taking three thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's great. Um, and how long were you going to be there for? Two weeks. Two weeks. Nice. Yep. And I think that's a little thing. over two weeks. It was a little over two weeks. Yeah. Well, one thing that's cool is most people do Bangkok like as a start out destination. Oh, we're going to do two days in Bangkok. Then we're going to go to Phuket or, you know, some other beachy place and, you know, around the jungle or whatever. We did most of it in Bangkok mm -hmm. to experience the city and the, the street food culture and all that. And, uh, you know, then went out in the jungle for a few days, but <laughs> it was in Bangkok. Well, that's it was awesome. That city. Now, I, as I said, I've been to Thailand myself before. So part of this vlog, I think we're going to partly play off a little bit about some of the things that, that you experienced that I also experienced, because I'm going to be kind of curious what your views were on certain things. Because um, there are a couple of things I, I can tell you that we will have a little bit of uh, similar uh, concepts on, similar discussion on, and there will be some things I think that we're going to have some uh, contrast on, and, and I'll share those with you in just a couple of minutes as we go through that. Um, but if I remember correctly, uh, there weren't any travel visas or special travel medications or anything like that that we needed to take in order to get over there. Is that correct, still? That's correct. Yeah, no, yeah I mean, there weren't uh, any visas, or it was very simple. So that was great. I had to get my passport fixed. Uh, in oh. the last video, remember I told you I, I washed it. Oh, that's right. You washed it. I forgot. Went, yeah. So I definitely had to get that fixed so we can get through, uh, you know, the auto scanner at, at customs. If, if you yeah. get your passport wet, you're going to have to fix that. Otherwise, you'll have to stand in line. And um, not so funny story, uh, just for the students that were involved in this. You really want to take very good care of your passport. Um, my husband and I were recently about, I think it was about two years ago, we were in Russia as part of a little um, cruise that we went on. 
And I went through their, their customs process with no problem. And then they got to him and they stopped him and started looking page by page through his passport. And he's like, what's going on? And then the lady looked him up and down and called her supervisor, who was a guy who came out with like an AK-47. And he's going over to him. That's scary. And he looks at, he takes out a magnifying glass, is looking meticulously at his passport. And meanwhile, my husband is like looking at me from the line going, oh my God, this is where they're going to leave my body is like, (laughs) I am not built for prison here. And so finally they let him through, but he is like, I need a smoke in a bathroom and not necessarily in that order. Just get me out of here. I just need to get that taken care. So that was what? Did they tell him why they were suspicious? No, they were speaking in Russian. It was very difficult to understand that. But it was probably because of the condition of his passport. It looks like it may have been quite literally laundered. Um, So, yeah, you just got to be careful about taking very good care of your passport, as you've obviously, you know. Keeping in a waterproof thing. I actually kept it in a thing like this with uh, some travel money when I was going around. I have this here and I can stick it under my shirt, you know, so I don't have to worry about pickpockets, um, you know, which is a big deal anywhere in the world you go with touristy places, but it, it's water resistant too. So you know. how, how much does it cost? You know, yeah, that, it's actually, a, it was like, a, it's a photography thing. It's like 15 but, bucks or something. Like yeah. That. It's yeah. like maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. You can get cheaper ones or more expensive ones. Yeah. Than, you know. I'd say don't think tank. Don't spare any expense with these things because they'll keep your your passport safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think tank cool. is the brand of this one. It's, I really enjoyed this. Very cool. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the prepacking process for your vacation. Um, now, as part of that process, I was going to ask, you know, did you know what the weather was going to be like? What were some of the kind of travel clothes that you brought with you? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Definitely knew what the weather was going to be like. I I researched and researched. It's just basically hot and humid all year round <laughs> and it and I would but I was looking to see if it was going to be raining but the whole but it looked like it was going to be sunny the entire time we we're going to be there and it was so I didn't bring any rain gear but basically just lightweight clothing cotton no jeans I brought lots of dresses yeah. um you, just, do, you do want to take you know, some no jeans <laughs> long pants, you know yeah well we brought light you know pants but there were certain places that we were planning to go that she researched so thoroughly where you needed long pants, you know, some of the temples, Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and then we went to a Muay Thai fight and, you, you know, you had to, to wear it there. So, you know, just maybe pair, bring a pair of, you know, real light. Thin Things pants. that dry, dry quick and breathe. Yeah. Very, so. Yeah. And in fact, um, to all my students that are out there, I would recommend uh, either goss clothing or linen clothing, stuff that not only breathes, but it also, if you do sweat, it kind of absorbs back into the clothing itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, it just makes it for a much easier time to get around. I know it sounds kind of gross to say I'm sweating into my clothes and that's real. Oh, you're you're going to sweat. <laughs> you're going to yeah, sweat. Yeah. Sweat. So you got out of the shower there, and we, we were sweating. So it can get yeah. gross. Yeah. 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 Um, um, bring any kind of um, like mosquito repellent or sunscreen also. <laughs> mosquito. Yes. I brought, I'm not going to get ate up for sure. So I brought mosquito repellent, sunscreen. I was, I, I, I was prepared. Cortisone stuff. Yeah. Just in case we did get different levels of sunscreen and, and bug <laughs> repellent. Yeah. Like a little pharmacopoeia there. It's like, Oh, Vanna White, show me all you got. Very yeah. cool. No. Oh, yeah, I forgot these. about those. These are like little braided. I don't know if y'all can see that, but they're like little braided, you know, bracelet type things. We had. Right. And, and you they, spray this stuff on. It's supposed to be natural. Yeah. But it's bug repellent. Yeah. So oh, okay. we had one on our wrist and one on one of our ankles. That way it kind of covered our whole bodies. And I tell you what, we it didn't works. get ate up. We didn't get, we didn't get eat up. I and did they, get stung by bee. <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> I think it's because of the dress I have She's on. She's wearing a bright red dress. I was wearing a bright red dress. And oh, didn't like that? Now after yeah. reading, I guess they're attracted to bright colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah, I definitely oh, recommend oh. The, those uh, bracelets and anklet type things with the, the uh, bug repellent. That really helped. Because right. I, I wore it when I was asleep, too, so I didn't have to worry about getting ate up while we're sleeping. One of the things I found was, um, and, and tell me if you guys experienced this as well. We didn't know before we went out there, but the toiletries, we had to buy like toilet paper for some places that we went to. I don't know if you guys had to deal with anything like that at all. No, no, we no. didn't. No, no, we didn't. I heard, I, I um, 
we did like this tuk-tuk food tour. And one of the guys that was in the tour with us, he was saying that one of the places he went, did he had to do that. He had to like squat. But I kind of made sure (laughs) the places we were staying was not was they not had, going to happen. Yeah, they, they had Western <laughs> toilets and, and you know. so so yeah. But um, otherwise, I would have brought some toilet paper because I do have some travel toilet paper. But we didn't run into that um, in Thailand this trip. But if you're going to rough it, or definitely people that like to stay in hostels, yeah, of course you're going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I no, we were saying that we we had a we had exchanged our because um, we have like a five star Marriott hotel. Uh, our timeshare that we exchange. And so we got a five star over in uh, Bangkok as well. Uh-huh. And that was fine. But then when we would go out on various different tours, like to the first national forest or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, they made sure to tell us, okay, we're going to stop by like a seven 11 first. <laughs> you guys want to pick up some toilet yeah. paper if you don't already have some. Yeah. You, yeah. You need it. So yeah. I'm real funny about toilets. So like <laughs> even I've never used the airplane, the toilet on the airplane. Okay. So uh-uh. Nope. I've never, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I don't plan, <laughs> I don't plan on using it. Too. You're not missing much. It's very tiny, but you know, I, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll use the bathroom anywhere. I have no <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how long I could hold it. I'd have to be like, I need to be able to. <laughs> no Let's talk about the parking situation. I'm assuming again that you guys le- left out of uh, Sky Harbor Airport. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. We and were so, really lucky. We, we had uh, her son, uh, Dylan. He's, you know, 26, if you could believe that. Oh and uh, he, he drives us to the airport and picks us yeah, up. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. I remember he was much younger. We were really lucky yeah. about that. <laughs> an old lady, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Which airline did you guys decide? Better than I'm crazy. We're very oh, safe. Yes. You're not an old lady. <laughs> Which, uh, what airline did you guys decide to go on? Um, A&A. Uh, A&A. Yeah, A&A. And I've heard mixed reviews on A&A. I've heard some people. Matter of fact, I've listened to some of your uh, the last uh, podcast, traveling right? perquet, uh, professors who loved A&A. Yeah. We did not like AMA. Oh, okay. What were some of the, give us some feedback. What were some things that you thought could have been improved on ANA? Well, there's not much room in there. Uh, I mean, I'm not huge, but I'm, you know, 230 pound plus guy. And I mean, I, I could not fit in the seat. Like I felt like I was cramped up, you mm. know, if I'm sitting in the middle. I was like this the whole time, you know, trying to be respectful of the, you know, Sonia to my one side and whoever's to the other. Yeah, it was just super uncomfortable. Like they cram as many seats in that plane as absolutely possible. <laughs> you know, so we had three rows of three seats in this plane. For an oh, so, so what so what kind of plane was it then? I don't know. I don't know. We know it was a Star Wars plane. It did. <laughs> <laughs> like it looked like what was that R two D two not R two D two but yeah R two D two yeah yeah it was painted so it was that, it was it was painted like, kind of cool you know, so it could be like a seven forty seven or something like that that's the graphics that were on it yeah it was it oh was that's kind of cool but they packed every available button space in there yeah. with, with uh, little seats that was really the only negative other I mean yeah, the food was the food good was okay. the food was good yeah. the only oh you know the only other negative thing was is when you're in there the waiting the lobby there escalators or elevators and is it in japan oh my god there's like this this beeping and it doesn't go off (laughs) so but i mean other than that it's a plane i mean i guess that's what you get when you don't want to spend a lot of money on but you know you kind of have to measure it out and say okay well do i want to spend a lot of money on the flight do I want to go the coach route or is there like a happy in between where maybe I use some of my miles to upgrade a coach seat to something a little bit more luxurious? Like I could tell you, we recently went, I think it was in August. We went on a trip to, um, uh, to take a cruise from Rome to Venice. And when we did that, uh, we ended up spending more, I think on the flight itself than we ended up spending on the cruise and the hotel and their excursions just because we really wanted to make a really luxurious flight. And we did, we actually upgraded to kind of what's called a premium class flight. Um, So it wasn't, it wasn't coach, but it wasn't business class. It gave us more leg room, but we got to sit in like first class type seats. 
Uh, so they were leather and they, they were plush and they had, we had like a large window and they gave us first class food. Yeah, you so got to be careful with those. We, we've done it where we pretty much got put in a coach seat and paid the premium price and still mm -hmm. had an uncomfortable trip. No, it just depends on the, the the airline, I guess. You know. Yeah, I would, I would, I, I would scream up and down if someone tried to charge me and put me in like a coach seat like that. And that would not be acceptable. Get and drug out of the plane. <laughs> I'd be like, you can't, you can't freak out in planes anymore. Like, no. Yeah, there's a lot of viral videos for that. So please, you don't want to be that guy. For for my students that are out there, if for those of you who have not learned this lesson, please. Be very careful what you do on a flight because the, the internet is forever and you do not want to be that person that's dragged off the flame, flame for something that, yeah, that, that <laughs> like, doctor, one, one drink short of a YouTube video. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, You got to act right. All right. So let's talk about the distance and the time it took to get over to Thailand. Well, it took us, let's see, we went from LA to Tokyo. Still recovering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had about a three and a half hour layover there, which is cool. And it took us all in about 21 hours to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on the way back, just because we had a little more layover and uh, we came back from Tokyo, we went from Thailand to Tokyo to Denver to Arizona, you know, mm -hmm. to Phoenix. That took us 27 hours <laughs> to get, to get yes. home. <laughs> we were knocked out for a good Five days. And yeah, this is days. why you take those two-week vacations because you don't want to just do a one-week vacation where one day is spent in travel and another day is spent in travel. Now you'll, you have it's five days in Thailand or something like yeah. that. Yeah. See, on the way there, like if you're traveling east, it seems like I don't get jet lag there. When I get there, maybe I'm just in a happy state of mind or something because I'm there, but I don't feel any jet lag. On the way back, it always wipes me out. See, I'm the reverse. I've... Like I, I remember the first time I traveled, I went to uh, Amsterdam and I didn't do as a lot of my friends had recommended, which was, oh, you know, just try and stay up through the evening and you'll, you'll adapt pretty quickly. I didn't, when I got there, I fell asleep. And for the next five days, I was having problems where I would end up getting incredibly tired by about 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. And I have to go to sleep and then I wake up at 1 a.m. And it just sucked. And then on the very last day, that we're there, I'm starting to adapt to the new time change. I'm like, no, not now. I'm getting back. Don't do this to me, body. Stop it. Um, so yeah, be mindful of the time changes because again, there's going to be some different tricks that you may need to learn students in order to be able to travel successfully and make the most of your time there. So for sure. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. That's, I think the worst thing is don't go to sleep when you get there. Yes, exactly. If you can, I mean, you certainly try and sleep on the plane, but I'm not, I don't really sleep on the plane that easily. I don't know about you. you guys. Either. We don't sleep on the plane either. It's yeah. hard. I don't sleep on the yes, plane. Yes, you do. <laughs> She's out. <laughs> I, I called you out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking at her just jealous. She can sleep on the plane, but I don't. It's the same way. You can just clap no matter what. I'm like, I don't get it. It's just no, for me. It may not feel like she's leaving, but she's leaving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you spent now. Even though you didn't spend uh, like a lot of time in Japan, you did. You did have a, a little bit of a stop there for three hours, right? Yeah. So we oh, got yeah. to do a couple cool things. Uh, one is there's a. Uh, I, this sounds silly, but there's a hair gel there, like a hair product, <laughs> like a pomade that I love. It's the best ever, and it's like three bucks for something that would cost probably yeah. thirty bucks here, which is crazy. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it's called Gatsby. I don't know. I don't have no, I, I, I posted it on. Yeah, but you know what? You have the perfect hair. I can totally like see it right now. So you're fine. <laughs> anyway. Very fresh so Good job. I went and got some of that and I stocked up. So Ooh. I was happy. And then we went and ate uh, uh, some udon. Oh, udon. Wow. If Delicious. you've had Japanese food, like, you know, it's the best. Udon is amazing. Udon is incredible. Mm -hmm. it's so good. Very sweet. So you arrive in Bangkok about what time of day? We arrived at midnight. Okay. That's right. Yeah, we arrived at midnight and then went down. Um, and then, you know, they have like a kind of like a kiosk. And then oh, you yeah, the taxi just, thing was yeah, type it in and then they shows your number come up. And yeah, so you, it's like a restaurant where you take numbers. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you just, yeah, like pop a ticket. It out and you ticket. go to the, you walk, it says like 
G60. So you walk down to G60 and there's a port with a dude waiting there saying, okay, let's go. Right, right. And I had already researched like how far it was from the airport to where our destination, because it was kind of far to see the approximate price to make sure we didn't get ripped off. Yeah, so it was fine. She did a lot of research for that to make sure we didn't get taken because that's the biggest scam in Thailand you have to worry about is the cab drivers turning their meters but off. But we didn't really have any issues. Only time we had issues with cab drivers was around the real touristy um, areas, like around uh, like Wat Po and like right around that area. Otherwise, they the were temple, all very, the they're all district. very, in, they're all very honest. You know, when I, so like yourself, Sonia, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an organized, very, I'm an organized, an organizer like crazy. I'm a very, <laughs> very meticulous planner. Um, so one of the things we did when we went to Thailand on our first time there is I actually paid to have a car pick us up from the airport in order to bring us over to the hotel. I thought about doing that, actually. It's a good idea. It's yes. not that expensive. Yes. It, cost, it cost like $25 for us to do that, even right. us. And it was like a private car. Don't worry about anything. Which was, um, yeah, it was like, uh, they're taking you like a first class car. It was like a beautiful car. Yeah. One thing that scared me to know, okay, look, here's the thing. So I have lived in New Jersey. I have lived in Columbia, Maryland, between Baltimore and DC. I've lived in, I lived just outside of Los Angeles. I lived in Phoenix. Some of the worst traffic in the world I have seen in those locations. Oh, the worst traffic I have ever seen in my life. Is in <laughs> nothing compares to Bangkok. That was kind of nothing. the nice thing about landing at midnight was nothing. there was no traffic, but we saw it every Ooh. day after that. <laughs> um, really? I, yeah. The way I put it is, I say, okay, Matt, take it, take an empty, take an empty road and put buses all all the places that you could possibly in that road, and then between those buses, put cars, and then between those cars, put tuk tuks, and then between those tuk tuks, <laughs> put mopeds, and everybody's moving at 150 miles an hour. Those little mopeds have like seven people on them in some cases. I'm like trying to figure out they're going to all die. It's going to be crazy. I don't understand how like we didn't see an accident at all and I'm like how are they not crashing into each other yeah I didn't hear people honk at each other or anything no or get mad how to do this well there was a shooting when we were there somebody got angry oh I saw it on the news it was we didn't see it we didn't see it on the news somebody shot into another car because they got upset but which I'm from LA, so all the yeah, we're from LA. We get this. You know, we we just said no honking here, otherwise someone's gonna pull out a gun on you. You don't want to right, be right, right. careful. So, so I'm surprised it doesn't happen every yeah. day because the traffic is crazy. And they're not courteous to each other. They they all it's just rat race who can jump in that spot first. But just they don't get mad when they lose. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is it's just oh, oh, it's the next opportunity. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. why I plan to stay close to the BTS. And I got this card, the BTS card. Can you see it? Yep, I can see it. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so you get this, you can it's get this rabbit, rabbit it's a rabbit card, and you can, you know, it's like six dollars. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it lasted us about a week, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth, you know, back and forth. So it's basically just like your typical like subway. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except like it's above the, like ground. The light rail type yeah, thing, yeah. You know? It's called their Sky Rail. Yeah. yeah. Was- so we use that a lot. It, it was packed too. It wasn't like Japan. It wasn't that packed, but it was pretty packed. Yeah. It's so, a, be, uh, be so, try not to wear big backpacks on there and stuff, you know, if you know you're going to take that. Yeah. So you get to your hotel for the first time. Talk to me about your accommodations. What was it like? Oh, it was great. Oh, the accommodations was beautiful. So, um, well. I don't even remember the name of the place now. Um, the RE... You know what? I <laughs> can tell you the name. The quarter, the quarter, the quarter, the quarter re. That's right, the quarter re. Right so, yeah, um, it was beautiful. Um, we had a room with a with a washing machine. Had yeah. a balcony. Nice. Um, it was huge. Though. It had a, a little. It had a safe. It had mm-hmm. um, a refrigerator. Um, yeah. The front desk. They were very helpful. Um, it was, it was, it was right like downstairs every morning, not every morning, but about three, it seemed like about three or four days out of the week, they had a market, uh, they had a street, yeah, they had like a street food market at, right outside the hotel. And it was also attached to a Seven Eleven oh. and a convenience store and a, and a Starbucks. Yeah. And there were some restaurants in there. So let's talk about that really quick. Did you actually guys, did you guys actually go to the Starbucks while you were there? 
You know what? We didn't actually go. I walked by mm-hmm. it every all the time. I, I went I inside we the Starbucks. Did yeah, I get it? Yeah, yeah we did. We did. We did go to Starbucks. And I got a uh, like a frappuccino. It was better than the states. I was going to ask what was the price difference like when you compare. Oh, oh it, it was yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah, I was like, I would think it would like be like a dollar for a for a frappuccino there. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Five dollars yeah. or whatever super, for a frappuccino. Super cheap and the quality is way better. Like if you have a favorite drink at Starbucks here, you go have it there. It's three, four times better, and it's next to nothing. Yeah, exactly. Now, the other thing also is for the most part, now, not with the chain uh, restaurants and and coffee shops and things like that, but when you go to your average mom and pop store that's over in Thailand, I noticed that they use the barter system over there. So you could barter for a lot of different things because I know you guys, one of your days, and we'll get into this in just a second. I know you guys went to the floating marketplace which is, by the way, one of my favorite places in the entire world. It's so fun, and there's so much stuff to do there, um, especially if you like bargain prices. That was such a great opportunity to do that. Um, but let's talk about what your um, itinerary looked like over the days that you that you did that you were in Bangkok for the most part, and then uh, where you were at after that. Uh, can you can you lay out kind of what your itinerary looked like for the two week time frame that you were there? How many days were we in Bangkok? We were in Bangkok for nine days. Nine days. Okay. So the first day, we we just chilled. The first, well, we got there at midnight. So yeah. Um, the first the first day, we took the BTS to Victory Monument. Um, you know, actually, scratch that. The first day, I got sick. So oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I anyway. I got sick the first day. Oh. We just something, ate something that didn't. Yeah, right. I may did it to myself. So, because I was like, I took like a parasite pill. I took an enzyme. I took a probiotic. Just thinking, you know, I was going to be eating all this different food, and then I didn't eat on the plane. So anyway, who knows? I may have just done it to myself Aww, with all the stuff that I took on it. Because I didn't get sick, so who knows? Yeah, so yeah. We pretty much ate the same stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So anyway, so the second day, <laughs> we went to uh, floating market yeah. and. That was great. So and then what? Can I? There's a little tip I want to give everybody on the floating market. Please. Because we are, especially Taskmaster here, she's like the organized one, right? So mm-hmm. she likes to do things early, you know? And there it's nice because it's hot, you know? So the earlier the better. So I understand. But Thailand, they're not, I mean, especially Bangkok, they're not early starters. Mm-mm. Yeah, right? Like that really shocked yeah. me. So you know, something like Venice, they're up at four in the morning, you know, get started with May. Well, they were singing right under our window at four in the morning. So, out until four in the morning and then wrapped up. Yeah, right. I was at Venice. I was at um, St. Mark's, uh, or, or was it yeah. St. Mark, Mark's Square? Square? Yeah. And I have a video of me out there, and there's like 10 of us at 9 a.m. in the morning, and there's no one else. Wow. It was packed when we were there yeah. at nine. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, they nowhere in, in, in Thailand do they start early, it seems. So we got to the market like early in the morning, like right at eight, I guess. Mm-hmm. They do not start at eight. Like we were the only ones there. Half the vendors weren't there. So this lady says, hey, why don't you just take a boat ride? And so we got the whole canals to ourselves. Yeah, we nice. got the ride with this real cool guy. So, I mean, it was fun, but there was, you know, there was no boats out with their, their products yet until like we went and did this whole ride and then we we're coming back and they were getting set up. Hmm. Then we got to enjoy the market. So the mm-hmm. tip is don't go too early. <laughs> like if it starts at eight, show up at nine, you know, cause you're, you're going to see more. One thing we did as far as part of that same package is we, had, and by the way, you can get people, actually most of the tours we had picked us up from our hotel. So we would have like the guy who with the driver would come and pick us up from the hotel. Um, we went to an orchid farm first early morning. Um, so we got to do that, got to see a few things there, got to get some good bargain pricing and stuff like that. Um, there was like a salt dike nearby. So that was kind of interesting to see like a huge mountain of these of salt in the area. And then they took us out to the speed boats where we went down the canals in order to get to the floating marketplace. And we, it was also a little bit of cultural interest there as well, where we actually stopped in the canal really briefly because there was a monk that was coming by in a rowboat 
and we got a chance to give a quick donation to him. And then we sped by him afterwards, but it was really cool. Um, but yeah, the floating marketplace for anyone who is not aware of this is just this conglomeration of different shops and, 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 and uh, restaurant type stuff that's on these pontoons. Uh, we went to one of the restaurants that was out there and my husband had ordered something and we were kind of curious about this because there was no, we didn't see any, like we didn't see any kitchens or anything like that. Um, and he like ordered pad thai. And so when the waitress signals out to one of the people on one of the boats, they come on over, they start to mix up this pad thai in a wok on their boat, yeah. put it onto a plate, give it over to her. And it's like, boom, there you go. So it's like, Oh, there's, it's just so interesting how they do all their stuff over there. I wanted Sonia to talk a little bit about the market itself like inside off the water because it's a cool spot. But I wanted to say one cool thing we got to experience is when we were doing our little private canal ride in those boat, the typical, you know, what are they called? Long tail boat or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, which everybody, when you see Thailand, you think of these boats and you're, you know, kind of cruising through the markets. There was this old lady out in the middle of nowhere and I mean, we saw Komodo dragons swimming by oh, our that's boat. that's right. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. I got to think, oh, you guys are so lucky you get to see these. <laughs> yeah, we're all Yeah, good. we saw like three or four. Yeah. Of them. They're huge. <laughs> but there's this old lady in a boat out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and we're like, oh, let's let, let's go over here. And because uh, I told the guy I had one to eat. So he's like, all right. And she's out there. She's got a bunch of stuff to sell. She like, you know, I bought beers and stuff for us. And um her husband was on a boat, just chilling, cooking. And he cooked this soup that was honestly the best soup I had yeah, in Thailand. Amazing. I mean, it was extraordinary. You know, so we bought our stuff. We bought, you know, lunch for the guy, too, who was driving us around. And, I mean, we spent, like, $1.90 or something. Like yeah, that. it's crazy it's cheap. It's it the best meals I've ever had. Like, I remember yeah. that, that bowl of soup for the rest of my life. And, you know, the funny thing is, uh, again, to my students who are out there who are not familiar with you, our whole last – and I recommend that they go back to the previous vlog that you did, which was on Italy, because you are definitely a connoisseur of food. You, I mean, not, I'm, not, I'm not striking at your poise, but I'm talking about you – know, I'm talking about you, you know about the Michelin. We're definitely foodie. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're, you're a fan of the Michelin star rating, so you know really good restaurants. There's some – and on your Weeby channel, there's actually some really great content there of you going to a couple of different restaurants and the extraordinary stuff that you get over there. So, I mean, again, yeah. you know your you know your stuff. So I'm very I'm very impressed with you know if you say something's good, I'm going to take it to heart. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty yeah. picky. Yep. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> so okay. So talk to me a little bit more about the floating marketplace. I mean, I thought it was really relaxing. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite places, in, in, especially inside where they have all the, the stalls. Um, I don't know, you, you can try, we tried jackfruit for the first time oh, there. Awesome. Yeah. All different types of fruit. I really like, I really like jackfruit. But yeah, a lot of the good. things, I don't even remember what they were. Right. But we just, you know, walked around and tried everything. Yeah. and um, Taste of this, mm -hmm, taste of that. Mm -hmm. My favorite there was the, Pork satay. It was like a piece oh, of pork right. on a stick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like. Yeah. I could have, if I lived there, people. I think I could just hang out oh, yeah. there. I probably want where I would probably spend a lot of my time. Just, yeah. I just thought it was very relaxing. Yeah, well, cool. Funny that you mentioned that. Yes. We've actually looked at, um, and, and in fact, I have a friend of mine uh, in one of the previous podcasts I actually uh, put up about going, he, he's actually expatriating to Portugal, but he was actually looking at the price to retire in Bangkok and what that would cost. It that. wouldn't be that much, honestly. It's like yeah. to get a place in downtown Bangkok, it's like 1.5 million Thai baht, which is like, like $400,000, something like that. It's, it's not crazy. And that's like a high rise in downtown Bangkok. But if you want to get outside of the city, it's even a lot cheaper than that. I mean, they're right. just such an inexpensive place to live and to, the food costs there are just ridiculous. I, I can't even explain. Like a yeah. full meal, full delicious meal with meat, rice, vegetables, whatever, for like 60 cents. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We experienced that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we did hit some Michelin star places there. Too. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, and let's, let's continue to go on. I mean, I know that you guys want to continue to talk about it, but I want to try and keep us kind of focused on it. Uh, like, cause we can talk for hours and hours and hours. I, that's, that's the biggest curse of this is that we, um, we could share stories all day long, you know, Billy and myself and Sonia. So again, um, after the floating marketplace, uh, where, where do we go next? Um, where did we go? We went to, uh, I'm trying to think, we went so many places. Why don't you now. talk about the Tuk Tuk food tour? Um, was, at night, at night we did a food Tuk Tuk food tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like went to Chinatown, and um, and then the the guy, great was, city, was yeah, the, the guide was just she was great, you know, he he was great, mm-hmm. um, and just a lot of information. So that was really fun to be on the, that food Tuk Tuk tour. Yeah, we have a whole video on that yeah, particular yeah, tour because yeah. it was so incredible. I highly recommend it. And I've had an opportunity to see a lot of your uh, videos. Another one that really struck me was the ruins that you guys went to as well. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about that too? Uh, we yeah. took a day trip to Utia. Um, and I think the, the, the guides at the, at the front at the, the hotel, I swear to you, they were taking bets. They didn't think we were going to make it back because it one way. And they were like, oh, I don't know if you should do They're that. like, well, don't you want to get it two ways? And we're like, oh, no, we'll just take, we'll just get a taxi when we're there. And, you you, you know, we'll, we'll get it because we didn't want to be limited. limited by, you know, a taxi waiting for us. And, you know, so we wanted to, like, spend a whole day not realizing. Which we just didn't understand how it worked. Yeah, you know? not realizing that when we got to a UTF, there weren't any taxis to take us home. Yeah. <laughs> but they were looking at us like are you sure you don't want to do it two ways? And we're like, yeah. We got lucky though. We did. We got... No, it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> when we went to, we went to Utia as well, um, but we took a bus to get out to Utia, um, spent a little bit of time there as well as uh, this area where there was a reclining Buddha. Um, mm-hmm. so that was really quite impressive. And then instead of taking us on the bus back to Bangkok, they put us on a river boat. With an all oh, you can eat those river boats. Oh my gosh. It had an all you could eat like buffet on board and they just we just we just glided back to bank. Yes, yeah. yeah. We actually struck a deal with a tuk tuk driver. Yeah. And he took us to all the temples that the really cool temples like the reclining Buddha mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he called his friend up, who was a taxi cab driver, to get us a ride home. Oh, good. You know, and we negotiated a price. And by that time, I knew like when I was being scammed or not. Mm-hmm. So the price was like, yeah, you know what? It was a little bit higher than the, the yeah. private car would have been, but it was not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And the guy was cool. So I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> so there's a couple other places I want to get into really quick because I know we're kind of limited on time and you guys are amazing guests. Um, I know you guys went to a place that we went to called Asia Teak. And uh, I know when we were there, there was a, we saw a couple of different shows and we got to do a lot of shopping while we were there. Uh, what did you guys do while you were over in the Asia Teak Marketplace area? We just, we walked around, we tried durian. Oh yeah. She liked it. I hated it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the benefit of my students that are out there, uh, raw durian, first off, it looks like jackfruit, but man, do not oh, yeah. get you. Yeah. Do not get it confused. It's the stinkiest, smelliest, kind of tastiest, I mean, uh, fruit there is out there. It's very fragrant with the fact that it smells like death. But I think think our tour driver once said, smells like hell, tastes like heaven. Um, So that's basically the way that she described it. What did Um, you what did you think it tastes like? Can you describe it? I and then I'll describe it, what I felt. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it tasted really good. It tasted. Uh, it was the texture was kind of like custard. Yeah. Um, it tastes kind of like pineapple and apple. I don't know. Sweet. It tasted sweet, but not real, real sweet. It didn't smell good, but to me, it smelled like kind of like fermented food, which I'm used yeah. to. You, you know, so that smell wasn't didn't bother me at all. You know. Um, that's all right. So here's what I think it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> if you, okay. So if you jumped into a dumpster on a hot summer day, <laughs> that's what it smells like. And let's say you scraped all the goo off the bottom and tasted it. And it wasn't as bad as you thought. That's doing. Oh, come on. Really? Oh. Yes. Yes. I had, 
I hate it wasn't as bad as the uh, smell, but I didn't like either one. So I, 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 had, it the, hate it. I had it in the form of like durian pancakes where they actually mushed oh, yeah, it on into like a, like mixed some sugar in there as well. And they, uh, they fried okay. it up. So it burnt out some of the smell. And we went hardcore. Oh, see, yeah. We eat straight durian. It's all you can eat durian, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one bite was it. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, now, you guys took in a Thai kickboxing match as well, correct? You sure did. Yeah. yeah. Talk uh, about that. Well, I was planning to kickbox as a career when I was younger. Hmm. And I had a little future ahead of me, so supposedly. And, um, and it didn't happen for other reasons. But one of the things I was planning on doing, I was talking to a, a guy who created teams of fighters and would get with this, uh, uh, this other team of Thai fighters at a certain gym and they would compete, you know, Americans would come over and they would, they would fight their fighters and stuff in the different weight classes. So I was planning on doing that, which again, didn't happen for whatever. Um, but we ended up going to the stadium mm -hmm. that I was planning to fight in. Oh, cool. Yes. And Sonia hooked it up. She got us first class seats, which are right on the, they're like uh, ringside seats. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like 60 bucks, which if anybody knows, well, ringside you know, seat? Boxing, kickboxing, mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. cheap. That's yeah. super cheap. Yes. Um, but that's where, you know, that's the nice spot, right? <laughs> then, then you got the second class seats where everybody does all the gambling. That's where it gets really rowdy around you, you know? But if you're in the front there, it's just yeah. You incredible. could you could really touch them. That's how close yeah, it was. Yeah, so. you could. Amazing. Yes. So yeah, very uh, very amazing. So you know, a little bittersweet for me, <laughs> you know. Well, it, you know, uh, it was kind of nice to have gone there and had visited that and say, hey, you know, it's kind of nostalgic. It's kind of cool. I, I I dig it. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was fun. Um, and then the temples. Yeah. Yeah. At all the temples. To, you know, walk home. Uh, for dinner, we went to Tip Samai, which was a recommendation from Anthony Bourdain so for famous, a pad thai. Uh, yeah, pad thai. And that was really good. Yeah. We did that. Awesome. We, we found a Michelin star rated street food uh, restaurant street in, food? Uh, gosh, I can't remember mm -hmm. the name of it. Do you, do you have it? Oh, yeah. Um, I have it somewhere, but not right on Something there. Malay. Uh, is this one right here? No, it's no, Tip Samai. Oh, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, the, this is from that Tuk Tuk tour. He took us down this alley, and I mean, it looks like an alley, alley, right? And this lady is not even in a building. She's just outside with a walk and over an open fire. And she made the most incredible dish. Mm -hmm. It was like eggs, noodles, and, uh, you know, grilled chicken in a wok. I, I, it was just and extraordinary and this place has a michelin star like i know right <laughs> it's shocking it so but the, the, oh yeah i mean it was as good as anything you get in some of the best restaurants in the world mm -hmm. like the flavor was insane so she definitely deserved that <laughs> <laughs> at asia teak we did a uh, nighttime cruise yeah, a dinner tour a dinner tour um at asia teak and then yeah, you can pick like international food and take that tour or the Thai family. We are emulsing ourselves and, yeah. you know, or immersing ourselves in the Thai culture, trying to. Yeah. So we, we picked the Thai dinner and it was, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. yeah. We went to Chattachuk Market because uh, the place where we were staying was only two stops away from Chattachuk. It's like the biggest swap meet in the world. <laughs> yes. Bargains <laughs> galore, by the way. Bargaining back and forth with each other. Yeah. You know, what's funny with that is, uh, I felt kind of weird bargaining because the stuff's so cheap anyway. You know what I mean? And these um, people are know, but uh, <laughs> my husband does. I mean, like, you have a but I'm like, it's only three, three U.S. dollars. Like, why am I arguing with this person? Like, here, go ahead. You know, unless they, you know, sometimes they'll give you an outrageous it, price. And you know, like, come on. No, I but to them, that is an outrageous price. That's my point. Like, my husband, okay, point in case. My husband's the same way exactly as you are. And he is yeah. like. I am not going to bargain. You know, it's like pennies on the dollar. It doesn't matter. I'm right. like, but I'm like, babe, you know, they, they bake this stuff into the price. You just need to start by asking for half the price and then they'll start to work with you a little bit from there. And I got stuff. I got like, I want to say a pack of like 20 pashminas for like five bucks. What's a pashmina? It's like a, it's like a scarf, a lady scarf. 
I was getting it for like a lot of female friends I know. So I was like, no, it's not for me, but it's like, you know, I'm just saying. I, it was I like, what it was, by the way, I just wanted the people watching to know what you're talking about. What a pashmina is. Oh, thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. So for my <laughs> students that are out there, Billy, um, it's, <laughs> it's a silk scarf. And silk, by the way, is one of the primary things that they do over in Thailand. In fact, the Thai silk trade got started because the queen of Thailand was going to go. Out, she went out to a lot of the poor communities and just on a tour and noticed that they had some of the most beautiful designs. And so she said, so every year they decided to go out, purchase all of the, all the silk trade that they could from the locals yeah. in the, you know, out in the local villages, bring it back to the cities and sell it all at market. And so that, that's something that the queen of Thailand had been um, after, I think it was after world war two and after the Vietnam war, she had been uh, uh, accredited with. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. history lesson for everybody. The market thing was funny because she loved it. She thought it was great, and I really didn't care for it that much. You know what I mean? So, uh -huh. uh, much like the durian. Yeah, you don't like shopping. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it felt like a swap meet to me. I was like, wow, yeah. like some of the stuff was really bad too. Like, oh yeah, would anybody buy this? And then you know, like, other parts that were nicer stuff. So, you know, we bought we got a little bit of stuff. But. Yeah, I got a lot of souvenirs to take home and, and gifts people yeah yeah so we yeah, I, I was amazed at how much i was able to bring yeah. back in the way of souvenirs it was just like we had an entire suitcase filled with stuff we were able to bring back yeah, we, brought <laughs> it, we brought an empty suitcase we did too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now a couple other things i want to get into really quick before we get going because again i want to be respectful of your time as well um i want to touch base on um you guys went to an elephant sanctuary correct and yeah, this so, is my absolute favorite thing we did. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you know, if you go over there, you want to see elephants, but you can do one of two things. You can exploit them. And in one of the cities, you can ride them on these big metal racks that hurt their spine and whatever. And I know a lot of people don't think about it like that. They just think, oh, cool. I'm going to get to ride an elephant. Their elephants are great and blah, blah, blah. But those are abused elephants. Um and there are sanctuaries there that, like the one we went to, and we'll tell you the name and everything there. So if, if anybody wants to look them up and go or donate or whatever they can, because this place is pretty wonderful. Um, they get these elephants from these uh, different places. Like somebody who's, there's beggars, professional beggars, who have elephants out on the street and they, you know, you get to go take a picture with them or do something to them. And, you know, that they let you, they let you mess with the elephant for a donation. Those elephants get abused really because they're way underfed. These elephants eat hundreds of pounds of food a day. And the, the ones out on the street, they might not get fed for a day or two, just depending on how much money is coming in. Um, so you got this huge elephant with not getting the nutrition they need. Their bones get bred all you know, all kinds of health issues. So they get them from there. They rescue them from that. They rescue them from logging companies who use them to pull logs out, you know, um, and zoos and circuses, you know, and these, uh, you know, ride the elephant tourist companies that, you know, you know, throw three or four people on the back of an elephant. Um, so when they're at this place, they don't have to do anything. The elephants don't have to perform. They don't have to work. They just get pampered and taken care of all day. This place is called Elephant's World. Hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, can you hold it up there? Yeah. Oh, it's very pretty. Right. All those elephants on there are actually elephants that are there. And the people working there can point them out and say, oh, that's, you know, Chessy, yeah, that's <laughs> JoJo, you know, whatever, which is really cool. Uh, but we got to feed them. Yeah. We got to bathe them. I have a, a video of me scrubbing the elephant's back in the river. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you bring by one, huh? Yeah, what? Billy almost almost got flattened by one. I did. I did. He rolled over and <laughs> came close. <laughs> but so, he did. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna bring bananas, so you can bring bananas. Oh yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I was just thinking. Oh, you know, I bring bananas. So I brought one. Two, bu two bundles. Yeah, I brought two bundles of bananas, but like that's like. Enough. A peanut to them, you know. So you're going to hand them one banana, and they eat one at a time. No, they, they eat the, eat whole, the whole bundle, the at, whole a bundle at a time. These so, things are massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, 
I don't want to, I don't want to cast any judgment calls on anybody because again, um, and, and this is where I'm going to have a contrast with your experience because when yeah. I went, um, we went to the first national park, um, and my husband actually did end up riding an elephant while he was there. Um, we were not under the impression that they were being abused at all, but again, um, of course you wouldn't, you don't think that. You correct. Know I mean? Exactly. And yeah. so, but I mean, even the, even the, even the driver was saying, oh, you can either ride in the cage above his above his back, or if you want, you can try and ride behind his neck because it doesn't hurt the elephant like that. So he, he seemed like he was mindful of the way in which the elephant was more responsive and, and they were less responsive. But also we went to uh, we went to a zoo while we were there as well uh, to see a couple of different shows and to see um, because my husband loves animals. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons that we go to that. And one of the things we have a picture of us doing is feeding this baby tiger, which sounds really wonderful and it sounds, oh, it's, it's a really great opportunity until you realize, and I, realize, I recently did an interview with another colleague of mine, Jennifer, uh, and she actually helps out primates and things like that. And she's like, you know, they sometimes take these, they snatch these lions out from their mothers um, and they'll, they'll get lion's milk and they'll water it down and then they'll give it to tourists to feed to the baby lions and stuff like that. And so you're getting an opportunity to feed a lion, which is, which sounds great, but at the same time, they're starting. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not cool. And it makes me kind of take a second guess um, about the practices of these places. Cause again, you don't want to think that a tour operator is, is having you help them abuse animals, but at the same time, you kind of have to do a little bit of research about these tour companies that you go to on how they can, on how they're using the the animals that they have, especially if you're a friend a friend of animals. How, do you have any recommendations on how you can kind of look into that? Yeah, well, the the whole thing is that's why I give her so much credit because she did so much research on this. Who knows? We might have went to ride an elephant not knowing better. Exactly. Like your husband, he's not a bad dude. He, you know, he just likes the animals. Well, they were telling us at the sanctuary that that's most people are like that. They go, uh, he told, uh, you know, they told us a bunch of stuff about the elephant. One thing is most people, they ride the elephant and they're super excited, but after they're sad because they realized, oh, I, I don't think I should have done that. Yeah. Like, at first, they don't think about it, you know, and they, they understand that. Most people are just trying to be sweet. You know, they want to see the animal, they want to touch it, they feed it, whatever. And they don't realize that, you know, these animals are being exploited. So, but she did so much research that she figured that stuff out, you know, I mean, she started a year before we went on the trip, figuring all the stuff out, you know, pretty much every day spending some time, you know, looking into what we were planning on doing. And she knew that we weren't going to be cool with doing all that, you know, like riding in a rack on elephant because, uh, you know, she looked into it and she realized that, hey, this stuff does cause damage. But most people don't know. Like, I don't, I don't blame people for doing it. You know, it sounds cool, you know, but if you research first, you won't do it, you know, cause you're going to realize. So that's why we went to, to this place. So we got to donate to the, you know, to the, to the, uh, you know, elephant world and help them with that. And then we got to help them where there, you know, we did a little bit of work around. We spent the whole day there. Uh, they fed us too <laughs> for the lunch, but <laughs> You know, it's they just want to help and to kind of get back <laughs> and some food too. Yeah, same yeah. food hopefully, because again, you know, unless you want to. Well, actually, I imagine they probably do a lot of fruits and vegetables there, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I this, mean, these things are incredible. Like, I was shocked how strong their jaws are. I mean, these aren't—they're huge elephants, so they're not big African elephants. They're they're Southeast Asian elephants, but they're still massive. Mm-hmm. And they would take a tire turnip. And just crunch, 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 and just gone. And like, or a pump, you know, or a kombuka, pumpkin or kombuka, kombuka, you know, yeah. You know, those are <laughs> you know. just so hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff, stuff you need a cleaver, just... and they just crunch through it in like yeah. three or four bites, yeah. and they're done. Like, it was amazing how powerful these things are. No, you know? it's, and I think, I think the bigger, I think the bigger thing that we realize is as we start to get older, um, we're realizing that you know, going on these tours and taking these trips it's not just about us, you know, it's about what can we do? And I have some really great videos that I have posted about giving back, um, whether it's to the community or helping animals or things like that, uh, doing some charitable work when you're out there, um, you can make a fun time out of helping out. And there, this is, a, this is a perfect example of, of going on a tour that ultimately also helps to benefit 
a worthy cause as part of this process. So I encourage my students, don't just, you know, don't just go out there and grab any random tour that might be out there. Look for something that can actually help the community, um, whether it's uh, from a hurricane relief, like if you're going to the Bahamas or if you're going to South Africa or uh, Thailand, you know, looking for those tours that are actually helping to benefit the local community uh, and do that research ahead of time because that really does make a, a really big impact to everybody at the end of this process. And we felt so good after leaving that place. You know what I mean? Because we, you know. We There's only like one other place. This place help. was in Kanchanaburi. The other place was in Chiang Mai. There's an elephant sanctuary there too, but we didn't go to Chiang Mai. But. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of them out there. So you can, so. you can find one more, probably where, no matter where you're at. I don't know if there's that many, but. Yeah. <laughs> there's so. a couple. There's a couple. <laughs> a couple. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the, um, and I know we're cutting this short, but I want to be, again, respectful of your time. Um, let's talk about the return trip now. Um, so, uh, again, it's about how many hours to get back to the U.S.? About 20-something hours? <laughs> well, it took us 27. Uh, we had like that's a, with an eight-hour layover. We had like an eight-hour, seven or eight-hour yeah, layover. seven hours in Denver. Sounds... The flight time, it was about, it was about 20 hours. No, yeah. not 20 hours. Uh, about 18 hours flight yeah, yeah, time. something like that. But it's so, still a seven-hour yeah. layover time somewhere. If you have a layover, try to use, like, if, if you're, I don't know, your credit card has access to it or the... We had, like, the, 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 the club. The, the club things, you know, like the club lobbies. Yeah. Like, we spent, gosh, I we forgot totally about it for some reason. We spent a few hours in the uncomfortable airport. We were really tired. Yeah, then too. I was like, "Wait a second, yeah, <laughs> we can go in the club." Yeah. Well, she 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 went to go into one of the stores and walk around a little bit, and, and I saw, saw it. it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. we so could be in there." Right. And we spent the last couple hours in a real comfortable club thing. You know, complimentary oh, drinks and nice recliner seats. You know what I mean? Very posh. Uh, keep that. Keep that. You know, in the front of your mind that th those things do exist. And make sure you're. Um, the airline has that type of stuff that you're on. Utilize it. Perfect. So let's talk about some post-vacation discussion really quick here. Talk mm -hmm. to me about the pros of going on a trip like this to Thailand, because I think this was your first time over there, wasn't it? It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I mean, what uh, would you say? What would you say? What was a what was a real value. main pro? Value. Value. Yeah. I yeah, mean, for if, your money. if you don't have much money, you, you know, you're struggling making ends meet, but you still want to go on a vacation, go to Thailand. Like you. We'll have a good yeah. time. The flight the wasn't that expensive. The accommodation wasn't expensive. And being there wasn't expensive. Wow. And the food. Food and shopping. Again, yeah. not that expensive. So reasonable. Yeah. You spent so. next to nothing. Mm -hmm. And you had a great time. You Excellent. know. Um, do a little research on like little scams and stuff. Um, the only thing we worried about, or the only thing we faced was the cab drivers trying to take advantage yeah, you know, because I knew we didn't know where we're going. We didn't speak Thai, so just make sure when you get into a taxi that he or she That's turns meter, on right? the meter. Yeah. If they don't, say no, no, no. Mm -hmm. You know, because they will charge like five times the amount. You know. Yeah. But you know what? There, there was a couple times we were. It was in the middle of the night. We were stuck out trying to get back to the the place. So I was like, oh, okay, because it wasn't that much anyway. You know what I mean? So. For example, it might cost three or four bucks to get there with the meter, and they try to charge you 12 bucks. Yeah. yeah. One time in the middle of the night, I was like, okay, here's 12 bucks. Get me home. You know? <laughs> uh, but that's, that's really the only thing I found that uh, you got to watch yeah. out for. Any other things that you think you should be aware of, at least for maybe like a first time traveler there? Well, there, there's certain. Uh, uh, I would just be aware of the heat. You know, yeah, it's hot. Bring you know, water. Bring water. You know, have water. Oh, did you bring any? Like, yeah, I was gonna say, did you bring any hats or any type of sun protection like that way? Um, you know what? I didn't bring a hat. Um, She's huge on sunscreen, though. But I, yeah, but definitely brought sunscreen and, and tell them um, the type of sunscreen. You oh, I always make sure my sunscreen has titanium dioxide and zinc because it blocks you from both the UH, UHA, not just one of them, both of them. <laughs> Rays. It works better. Um, um, when we got out to the country, it was nice. Um, we had an umbrella actually to walk and that was, that was actually very helpful. Nice. So, and I always then, thought that looked silly people carrying an umbrella for a shade, but 
we needed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's a different culture too. Over here in the yeah. U.S., we might laugh at something like that, but over there, it's like, no, come on, seriously, everybody's wearing one or you're using one. It's not. It's not out of the ordinary. So yeah, cab driver that took us out there gave us the thanks. I hear. Yeah, you know, that was so, that was nice. Yeah, and be be respectful of their their cultural norms. Um, like, don't point. Pointing is it's hard not to point too because we're a pointing culture. Yeah. No. They're not. So try same not to. Same with putting your hand on someone's head. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. They are not cool with that. Also, <laughs> also like you were saying, if you're going to a religious place, like a like a temple or something like that, please, please, please bring a shirt that covers your shoulders, something that covers your legs. Um, if, if not, I know that sometimes they'll sell these pants that like I think they call them elephant pants in some cases, um, where you can you can either rent them or buy them before you go into the temple. And they're like, I think it's like three bucks to buy a pair of them. They're like cotton pants or something like that, but they're really inexpensive and they're very comfortable. They're plush. They're like pajamas. That reminds me of something, a big pro, a huge pro. Thai massage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is there. It's, it, again, it's a cultural thing. Like everybody does it. Um, there's nothing weird about it there either. Like here you wonder like, oh, is it like, you know, sexual or something? No, it's not there. It's like everybody does it. Uh, I mean, you, you walk three or four hours, your feet get tired, go get a leg massage. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it'll cost like three dollars and they Six, will yeah. for an hour and they will rub your legs and feet for an hour <laughs> and they do cool a great off. job. Yeah. And you cool off. You know what I mean? But we, we would do that at least once a day when we were there, if we could, if we could. And uh, yeah, it was just incredible. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, one last thing really quick. Any other value adds, cost savings, or best practices? Sonia, I'm talking to you because I know you're the big organizer of the team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I always um, print out the hotel's name, and, and I have like a little note card, mm -hmm. and then the language, you know, so for Thailand, I had it in Thai. Oh, nice. Yeah, I could just hand it to the, the drive, driver. The, the cab driver and you know, he'll know exactly where, where we're going. Yeah, okay. So, and I do that for, for every place. Um, yeah. So for, do it in English and in. Uh, yeah. English yeah, for me. Like, and then I did for Thai or for Japan. I did in Japanese. And for those who are concerned about, well, how do I exactly do something like that? Just go onto Google translate, type in yeah. the, type in the information in English, go over to the other side and say, I want to translate it into Thai. Take that information, put it onto Microsoft Word, and cross-reference that to make sure that it's, it's somewhat correct. Yeah. Sometimes they're not they're not like on Google Earth. Yeah, you know, like if you go to Google Earth, <laughs> yeah. it'll yeah. usually will have it too. Yeah, in the the native language. Excellent. Well, again, I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this for my students. I know. They appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. And for, for people who want to be able to see more, uh, they can always go on to YouTube to your Weeby channel that's there. Again, please look for the icon that has the light blue background with Sonia's lovely face and animation. Or alternatively, you can go to her website, which is at Sonia, spelled S-O-N-J-A Bowers, B-O-W-E-R-S, photography, P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y.com. Um, again, those are the best ways to reach you guys. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you again. Um, again, thanks to both Bill and to Sonia. If you guys have any other questions for the students out there, out there, um, please feel free to send them to me over at Scott at theprofessortravel.com. Um, if you want to be informed about new videos that are coming out, you can click the bell icon above. Um, if you're on YouTube in order to be able to be notified of when those new videos come out. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. I always appreciate new subscribers so that way you guys can get new content. Um, likewise, give a thumbs up uh, if you like. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. And finally, and again, another thing, if you are hearing this on the podcast, please give us a positive rating. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep the channel going strong. So for all my students that are out there, I want to say thank you so much, and please make sure to make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel. 
or Twitter at the Professor TR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.